Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of the Baby Metal Podcast. It's October 30th, 2019, here as we record. The podcast is a place where we gather on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Hello. And Garrett. Hello. Okay, so uh, if you're following along in real time, we have actually dumped quite a lot of content onto the podcast feed. But one thing, because of course, just recently, Baby Metal has released a new album. Uh, but one thing we have not actually talked about is the content of the album. <laughs> so Imagine that's the that. plan for the, for this and the next time. Just a little thing, you know, a new album, yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> What's an album? So it's pretty exciting. Um, and actually, I think it's probably good that we waited a little bit to sort of digest it somewhat. Um, I know I've listened to it a lot since it came out. Um, oh, me too. But um, yeah, I would say waiting's been beneficial for me. My opinions have definitely evolved over the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, they have. My opinions have evolved, and all generally in the positive direction. <laughs> so, oh, that's good. Um, ah, that's a, f- a little bit of foreshadowing. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, there's we're planning on splitting this into two episodes. So. This time we're going to talk about the first disc, which is referred to as Sun. Um, And then in the next episode, we will talk about the songs on the second disc and maybe sort of a summary of the, you know, our thoughts on the whole thing. Sounds good. There are a couple of sort of news things that have happened, and maybe we'll maybe just mention just a couple of quick things without spending a lot of time on them. Um, So one... Baby Metal's Guide to the Metal Galaxy. Yeah, I don't remember what that is. <laughs> what is that? Guide to the Metal... Oh, isn't that a... Uh, it's a short a, little interview. Uh, yeah, it was a short little video interview, enemy. right? Oh, yes. Okay. I don't think we got any new information that we didn't already know in it. Yeah, but um, I think it was... That's kind of ridiculous that I didn't uh, like look at this in advance. This is the problem with taking show notes, you know, making them too early. Well... But, also a byproduct of being just overwhelmed with news and things going on. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is, this is great. This interview is great. <laughs> I remember now. Ah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a enemy new music express, I guess that is. Um, and it's another of the sort of like interviews with them on the couch in front of a, in fact, I guess this is probably the same, uh, the same place that all these other interviews have been taking place but um it's it's very sort of um i don't know it's it's more it's more of the same but they're you know sort of increasingly relaxed i think basically yeah i think so so um take a look at that i guess i mean i don't know if there's much else to say about that without rewatching it first but uh there was a very cool uh somewhat surprise uh amazon music spot that they did um that was delightful that's <laughs> so, really just the best word to describe that <laughs> so funny so uh anyone want to describe it it's um well it's sue and moa standing in front of a um alexa right and they say hey alexa play metal galaxy and then amazon does a thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> amazon does thing. a thing to the surprise of everybody involved <laughs> The surprise yeah. and delight of everybody involved. <laughs> that, is the, that is the best, though. You know, like, yeah. Because obviously, I'm sure it probably took a little bit of practice to get Alexa to recognize what she was saying. 
but um but she looks just so sort of like uh almost startled that it worked <laughs> yeah that's one of those things where they're either shocked it worked the first time or they're on take 40 and can't believe it finally worked <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i think if you look at if you if you look at moa in that uh I think take 40 seems a little bit more likely because <laughs> <just> be. <laughs> it does seem like she's like, uh, okay, I'll smile again. <laughs> yeah. And then she puts it away immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, the smile of relief that it's over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so, um, even if you don't have time to go watch the interview, go watch this tweet a couple times. <laughs> Cause it's very funny. It really is. Sue has the best reaction. Yeah, it does. It's it kind of feels like she slips out of character a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so, uh, another thing that just happened—I don't know if it's today, yesterday, something like that—we uh, learned that they have a couple of festival spots. So, uh, one is in Countdown, Japan, nineteen twenty, and that's in wow. uh, Makuhari Messi. Uh, we back to the graphic novel, man. They really traveled back in time. <laughs> uh, nineteen slash twenty. <laughs> <laughs> that is i don't know I, I i guess maybe it does actually cross new year's um because they're playing on december 28th so right i thought it was end. in january it's not maybe the festival is in january i think it's a new year's event yeah anyway countdown japan i guess that sort of makes sense doesn't it but uh so that's that's cool um we you know we know the date on that uh they also have been signed on to the Greenfield Festival in June 2020 in Switzerland. So, Woo. Uh, that means that, that we know they're, you know, at least doing a festival next summer, which is cool. Um, we can maybe predict that they're going to do things in Europe around that time, too. Yeah, I imagine perhaps. that bill will increase. Uh, that's about all I've got down here for the news, and we've got enough else to talk about that I think we can move on to that. So, I guess basically the plan, we don't have much of a plan except, for, you know, we have an order that we're going to go in. Um, so we could, I guess we can start with Future Metal, which is the thing that opens the first disc. Um, and what we know about this is that the music and lyrics are by Kitsune of Metal God. It is arranged by Meg Metal. And we've heard this, the first time we heard it was at the Yokohama shows, uh, June 28th, 2019. Yes. We didn't even know it was a song, <laughs> but um, so does anyone? Who wants to start? Someone, uh, can I'll take jump it over in. here. Uh, okay. The song starts off with like combining the distorted guitar tone with like a synth playing over a lead, lead wise. That's like the majority of the song. And um, I don't know. I really like that kind of mashup. I feel like we get a lot of that on this album. Not to get too far ahead here, but <laughs> <laughs> see, okay, so we're it's all hard. laughing because so we, we were joking it earlier before we started recording that he was going to jump to the second disc while we start talking about the first song and here exactly. we are yep. that's, how it, that's how it works um i want to go ahead and read through the lyrics here there's only like four lines it goes um we are on an odyssey to the metal galaxy fasten your neck please fasten your neck brace to, to headbang are you still playing the guitar this ain't heavy metal welcome to the world of baby metal and i think for all 20 something words of that it builds hype. I think it's a good opening song for them to play into shows. What do you guys think? I think only half of that's official lyrics, right? Aren't there only it, like two I, lines I in the official booklet? Yeah, that's the that's the kind of annoying thing. Is we were waiting 
to hear what the real lyrics lyrics were. Um, I think I, I think I believe what you just said. I mean, I think that's correct. But um, but it's some of this stuff is really uh, just our guesses, right? I mean, oh, like yeah. it's. I think it's clear enough, but um, this ain't heavy metal was uh, a rough guess. But that actually appeared in um, there was an interview. Somebody had it. I forget. Um, it wasn't rock sound. It was um, maybe it was Krang. Some, somebody quoted it. Maybe it was rock sound. But anyway, um, some, it was quoted in a magazine, which is enough, I think, to make me believe that it's official. Mm. Um, and the fasten your neck breaks the headbang. Oh yeah, are you still playing the guitar? That's the one. That That's another one. Yeah, nobody's mm-hmm. super sure about. But the Not- lyric sheet just says, "We are on an odyssey to the metal galaxy. Welcome to the world of baby metal." That's it. Right. <laughs> A little frustrating. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think you're right. I think Garrett's pretty close. That's kind of the, the general accepted That's... within, I don't know, within the margins guess of mm-hmm. what the actual rest of the lyrics are. And so the the movie, I mean, so we saw we saw the movie, you know, mostly the same, I think, all the way except for um, the forum had a had an enhanced movie. But otherwise, the movie itself does... You know, it's very artistic and very flashy, and it's kind of hard to see what's going on because it's very busy. But uh, the words do float through in a lot of cases. I mean, like you can see Odyssey and Baby Metal and you yes. know, Welcome to the World and Fasten, I think, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. This is an interesting one for me. Um, I had the privilege of seeing it for the first time in Yokohama. And when we were all mm-hmm. just confused, what the heck is this? It's one of those ones when we got the... Uh, the leak of the track list and the previews that I was a little surprised was on the album. Um, Mm -hmm. I've said before too, I was also kind of surprised that in the name of was on the album. Okay. So Um, I'm going to stop right there. I was wanting to talk about that, but I was trying to dodge jumping to the second. (laughs) That's okay. We will get there. We'll get there. I related it back. back. It's okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to talk about in the name of, I'm just relating it. Word. It's okay. Same thought. (laughs) Anyways, I put it in that category for me. I it's not it's it's cool. When I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool. I can get into this. I can I can move my head to this." Um but then it was over and I didn't think anything else of it. It was like, "Oh, this was that was a cool little interlude. I didn't expect it to be a a featured song on the album." I think it's pretty cool as an opener. It was spectacular at the forum with the full video and the full song instead of just the uh like 60 seconds or whatever it is um we'd had previously at the lives. Um, yeah, it just, it just kind of exists for me now, if I'm honest, um, See, it doesn't I'm feel, on, doesn't really feel like a song to me. I, I think I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum there. I, though I hesitate to call it a song, it's still on my playlist. <laughs> In fact, uh, I gotta wait to say other things, but, um, I, I really I, like it. I respect it as a song, as an opening song. Do, do I think, uh, I, I gotta watch what I say here. Uh, <laughs> there, there's less culty vibes to it. It makes my girlfriend happier when she listens to it. Less culty than in the name. Yeah, of. that's that's the best way I guess. It's less culty, more happy, more hype building. Whenever I'm sitting in the audience, like I've I've been to two shows now. The first one is opened by In the Name of, and the other one was Future Metal. And I'm really kind of butthurt I didn't get to hear Baby Metal Death live. But I think yeah, I'd may almost come back. Take, you never know. You, that's, that's a fact. But I think. I'm also at the point with like without the original three, I don't know if I want to see Baby Metal Death. I think I'm happy with Future Metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that I thought, um, I, I thought practically since I first heard it that it 
that it does it is a good like opener to the opener uh which is how they did in fact use it it is really simple i mean you know mm -hmm. it's it mm -hmm. really there's um it is the kind of thing that i mean i think it, i think it works i think it's nice um but there there isn't there's much to it <laughs> It feels low effort to me, and I think that might be have some might have something to do with why I don't really want it on the album. Like I, I agree, it's cool. Like my initial impressions, I still have. It's cool. I'll still listen to it. I think I would have rather had, I don't know, maybe one of the Japanese exclusives on the international in its place. See, that's or, exactly what I said about in the name of. Well, I I if kind I, of agree with you there if too. If I drop either one of them and keep Future Metal as a title track, and then get like. BBAB, but you know, that's that's a whole different can yeah. of worms. It's a cool yeah. song, though. You know, I'm happy it's it's there. Would I rather have something in its place? Yes, the video is really cool when they do that. I hope they continue to play the full video and open their concerts like that. Um, but yeah, I did I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be one of those ones where I sometimes I skip it, sometimes I don't, depending on my mood when it comes up, huh? Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> I think it's it's um short enough that I don't know. I think I I I think it is kind of a good um like prepare yourself for the beginning. <laughs> I still sort of like it that way. <laughs> um, I definitely like it in the live show. I thought I thought it was really good. Like, all right, we're about to start. Prepare yourself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe that's enough about that. Um, we can then talk about Dada Dance. Um, and we so. These two, in this order, were how they opened the forum show. And I don't think we actually really talked much about the content of Dada Dance because we were waiting for this. Um, yeah, I think you're right. But, um, so this is, let's see, I guess, I don't know if I should keep reading all the credits, but uh, uh, this one is Lyrics Kanata Okajima, uh, Music Okajima and Meg Metal, and arranged by Meg Metal. Meg Metal, by the way, uh, arranged most of these uh, things in this album. Interesting. So this is very, um, I even now have sort of vacillate on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I sort of, uh, it's, it's super, it's a great way to start. Um, actually, I mean, it really just like pushes you ahead. Like it's frantic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is interesting how it, um, it's, it's got, it's, it starts with like weird video game music <laughs> in a way that, that, um, uh, is a little bit surprising, but um, the only way I can describe it, the way I've described it to people who I I know in real life here, it sounds like the beginning, the very first four seconds of Dada Dance sound like you just won a small jackpot on a slot machine, or am I just crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it really feels like you are. I mean, like you know, it's got it's got sort of a um, you know almost like a train sound to it, and it's mm -hmm. and the video was perfect. You know, it's just. Uh, that they had at the forum, you know, it really is just sort of like thrusting you ahead at uh, sort of almost uncontrollable speed. <laughs> so I like that. I still, I still sort of, you know, I kind of, I kind of wish that it wasn't called this in a way <laughs> because hmm. it sort of, it sort of feels like um, that's edged too far into like the pop sensibilities. If it had been anything else with this, otherwise this sound, <laughs> I might've liked it, but saying baby and saying dance, you know, it's like, Oh, how how can I can I like this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Dada Dance is. I liked rating things on a list, and this is not a top five song for me off this album. I think it's a strong number six. I feel like it has to be higher because it's one of the ones we haven't heard before. 
and there's some pretty epic parts like right after talk solo that's a key change she does it's phenomenal mm-hmm. I, watching it live on the forum live stream was phenomenal i can only imagine what it was like there but like mm-hmm. over, interesting I, i'll get more into like into it i have another example i'll bring this back up in but like the edm stuff going over all the metal all the guitars mm-hmm. and stuff i'm not a huge fan of that that's why I mean, it was I, it was really cool with future metal, but I really didn't want to see that kind of set the pace. And I feel like they did a lot of that on in Dada Dance, especially. Mm-hmm. I'm composing thoughts. Yeah, okay, it, this might be this might be a theme here. I wonder because oh, yeah. I I think I might have the opposite kind of opinion to you guys. See, oh, just wait till we get to Shanty. <laughs> this one, this one to me is actually one of my favorites on the album. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, let's hear it. Um, and for me, I think it's because you could place it on the debut album from years ago and it would fit in with a kind of established baby metal sound mm-hmm. the most compared to the other stuff on the album. I think it's, it's one of their safest songs and that would be a criticism of mine that it kind of sticks to what they know, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing, at least mm-hmm. where I sit. And it is a really fun way to start a show and be kind of near the top of the album yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think it. I definitely think it sets the pace. Um, you know, as very, very fast. It mixes together a lot of of sort of like you know, uh, stereotypical pop things. I mean, like this yeah. is like them saying you know, baby, baby, and and this like woo <laughs> business <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> um, like I, I'm, I have daydreams of like walking into some old arcade with some Dance Dance Revolution. Machine still barely running mm-hmm. in the 2050s, walking in, seeing a couple guys just going to town to this song. Yeah, but, but that's 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 how I, all I see. Like it's definitely I listen to this. I listen. This is probably one of like the top. Like I said, top five or six songs I listen to off this album, and I like it quite a bit. But it's, I feel like I don't know. I I it left me wanting more. Aside from talk solo, I feel like it was very. It was a baby metal song. And I agree with Kevin here. It could fit. You could throw it almost anywhere in a baby metal timeline. And it would sound right. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i also like them taking risks and trying new things yeah no i agree with you and that's, i think that's what makes this song kind of interesting because i think the rest of the album as we talk about it departs from that pretty heavily one thing that i was thinking about this is that it does have a lot of these like identifiable little like stereotypical trope things but but i think but i actually think that it's you know it is still it's still well constructed i mean like you know it's not it isn't a pop song it just it's it's done it's they've baby metalized a pop song yeah absolutely um, so which is why i think it kind of would slot in to the earlier stuff pretty well mm-hmm. which is why i think i probably gravitate in this direction more than some of the other songs mm. it's also got a moa solo and that elevates it in my book pretty high <laughs> right well that was the thing i was going to say actually that um so one of the things that we got not with the international edition but with the japanese editions it was a lyric sheet so it actually tells us you know generally speaking what what they're saying in these songs uh except that there's this this sort of like little rap break that is moa's and they didn't include the words (laughs) so we don't know what she's saying you know we have we have there's been there's been long debate about this uh, in the various discord channels and you know uh i think we probably have a lot of it but uh it's really super not clear <laughs> yeah i want to bring up someone in our chat mentioned and i agree with mm-hmm. this it's a step up from ine and i, I kind of agree with that i think mm-hmm. 
it it's in a similar vein it's got a similar tone and it does kind of feel like an evolution of that song i can see that for sure i should say yeah i mean so i've been participating in the debates on on this uh you know like what mo is saying and i think there are some things that are clear and i think there are some people who are way more confident than they need to be about what <laughs> is being said because i think they are wrong <laughs> but so y- there's there's no shortage of interpretations out there uh, yeah. you can find people claiming they know what is being said <laughs> I, I to be completely transparent here i'm still trying to figure out where this moa rap part even is i think i know what parts you're talking about but it never really clicked in my head as a moa solo well it's uh uh it's the part that's not sue right <laughs> um, see on the I, I think i don't remember ever like i remember watching it on the forum but i've been listening to it on the album and on the album starts it, it kind of sounds like sue's just has no, vocal start, effects no, all no. over starts at a minute 30 a minute 30 i'm gonna find that real quick sure yeah no, it's it's definitely her. The formation shifts. She takes center. Okay. It's very yeah. obviously her. Mm-hmm. And she's actually also at at the very least uh, lip syncing along. I mean, yes. like, you know, her, her mouth was moving at the forum when this part was okay. happening. Yeah, that was the part I was thinking of that I assumed it was. It just that didn't put two and two in my head. So yeah, I mean that's that's that is a fairly delightful part about this too. You know that mm-hmm. that we have uh, something really for Moa to do. <laughs> You know, you were talking about uh, kind of how this song has a very strong pop vibe and is hitting pop tropes. I suppose that would be a idol slash J-pop slash just about any pop trope to have another member kind of take the center and have a feature in the middle of a song. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um, I, I do think that um, it's a little bit surprising how that sounds, though. I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily guessed that that would be the like the way Moa would interpret this. Like it's sure, sure it is her, but it's, it's very, it, it doesn't sound like black baby metal, right? No. Um, it's, it's deeper. It's, um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's interesting that that's how that went. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's a sign of what's to come in the future. Not on this album, obviously, cause we have all of the contents of this album, um, but right. maybe kind of their vision for the two person membership going forward is to throw little features in there. Like we see in yeah. Dada Dance, they're they're testing us. They're building up a tolerance with the fan base. <laughs> I think it's possible, actually, that they um, tuned it down a little too. Um, there was there was someone in the uh, Discord that had that had tried. I forget they they raised the uh, pitch of it by you know a tone or so, and um, and it apparently sounded a lot more like Moa <laughs> at that point. So interesting. Yeah. She could also just be singing, singing down an octave or lower, right? Sure. Rather than being pitch shifted. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 unclear whether that was for sure happening, but but you know, in as part of the process of trying to convince skeptics that this ah, was actually Ma, you know, I see. Uh, it becomes clearer that it is. Got it. So. All right. Well. Anyway, I think that's enough about that one. What about a uh, elevator girl? Which version are we? Are we English? It, or if you're international. Um, or we can talk about the Japanese too, or maybe the differences. We've already kind of talked about this one a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I would say. Uh, I mean, so this one is old, right? Uh, in a sense, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um, about two years, technically old. May eighth of twenty eighteen. Yeah, something like um, that. Because they they debuted it at the baby metal show I went to. Has anybody's thoughts changed on this song now that it's Honestly, live on the album? It's kind of like down at the bottom of the list for me. Yeah. Not not out of like oh I don't like the song but oh I've heard it five hundred times at this point I want to listen to something different. 
It's burnt out. It's like setting an, like your alarm clock to something, a song you like. You give mm-hmm. it two weeks, you won't like that song. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I have to listen to these, you know, like however, you know, whatever, two albums worth of songs for like two years, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, so what, what to say about this? I, I do, I do find, you know, so we have a few of these songs in this album that we knew from before and I haven't focused as much on them mm-hmm. because I knew them. Right. Um, but we do know, I mean, I guess there's maybe still a couple things to say. So this is uh music and lyrics by Ryu metal, uh, arranged by Meg metal. Uh, we got it originally in the 2018 tour, just played in the shows, and it was released a year later. Um, and so we have the one thing that that I did want to point out. I had in the notes here about this um, is that this was addressed a little bit in the uh, the PMC hundred questions. One of the, one thing that came up in there. Um, so you know, I assume people remember this, but at any rate, the the lyrics to this. Um, I don't have them in front of me, but I mean, it's essentially, uh, in the Japanese lyrics, this is something about like they're, they're elevator operators and the, and the uh, next stop is hell. Yes. <laughs> right? Um, and you know, there's some discussion about the, the spikiness of the floor and stuff like this, but, uh, and so the one question as translated at least, uh, is what would you do if the elevator would actually stop in hell? Um, and Moa Metal's response was that's impossible. But if it would stop in hell, I would change it to a paradise. Oh, I know. It's such a good answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love it. That's, I think that's quite excellent. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I guess so um, to try to remember what it was like before we knew this song so well, um, I guess it does. I think this this actually is a pretty baby metal-y song. You know, it it mm-hmm. it goes back and forth between sort of light, jazzy, very, very heavy, then light, jazzy again. Um, the bass, you know, continues to be heavy throughout um, and, and you know, really kind of drives it throughout. Um, I, I like it a lot. I, I sort of feel like I may have liked it more than everyone else did <laughs> when That's we okay. first heard it, but... Um, I like anyway. it. Yeah. I will say, though, that I've said this before, the English version is an instant skip for me every time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe it's actually worth talking about this here too. Um, so, you know, if we have talked, we talked about the English version of elevator girl when it came out with the video and, you know, it's because the international edition didn't come with a lyric sheet. We actually didn't get an, uh, the English lyrics. I mean, like, so we were puzzling about what they were and, um, uh, you know, arguing about that in the same way that we were arguing about the the Moa rap, right? But um, interestingly, we got a video from Joe Inouye, who said that he, you know, I, so I didn't know who this was before, um, but uh, we, you know, the video was passed around, and he apparently was the one who wrote the English lyrics for Elevator Girl. And so there's a a video that kind of like talks about what he was trying to do, what he was, what his instructions were. Um, but I mean, as we said before, it's not a translation. So, um, and he was told, you know, he started doing a translation and he was told, no, no, don't do that. You know, what, what you want to do is to sound more kind of like current and American and, you know, like something that like, I don't know, that somehow the, the young girls would identify with or something. Huh. I missed that. Yeah. And 
So it's it's interesting. It's interesting to watch his video about this. He's very proud of it. <laughs> um, you know, he, well, sure. you know, his decisions of like how to how to pick these things. And I don't know that I entirely agree. Maybe even at a deeper level with like what the goal was, but um, but it's still it's a little bit infectious too. Like to see how happy he is about all this. But so the the lyrics are, "Girl, we're going up." Girl, we're going down, and the, the girl part was supposed to make it sound more, more colloquial. Although I do sort of feel like his idea of colloquial is like uh, '80s Valley Girl, <laughs> 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 which is a little weird. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. But, but anyway, so see the whole world spin, spin, spin around, and it is in fact life can be such a pain in the butt. He talked. He talked about this for a little while. He's very proud of that. <laughs> All right. He's the one who made Sue sing that. <laughs> Keep that in mind. No. All right. What's his name again? Uh, Joe Inouye. Joe, I'll find him real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in our show notes, there's a link to the YouTube video. Okay, we're well, on. Click that then. Um. But uh, and then uh, it's it's like oh my gosh uh, is the next line. Life's so scandalous. Uh, and the thing actually, so so first of all, I think one thing that I thought was interesting about this is that. I refused to believe this when people were talking about this in the discord. It's like, you know, they're, they're saying, I think, I think she's saying, uh, it's like, Oh my gosh, life's so scandalous. And I'm like, this can't be, that can't be right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, it is, uh, the people, the people who heard that really did hear that. And I was wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Um, anyway, but it's, it's, it's interesting because, uh, he's actually not credited anywhere because the credits on the international version are very, lacking um and so I, I think you know somewhere somewhere he says he's being referred to as joe metal but, but it might just be a wikipedia entry <laughs> okay so that's actually i think why he you know partly why he did this and there's a uh this the english video is actually a follow-up on a japanese video that has much the same content although i think it's a it might be a little bit more in depth but you know he, he just talks about the same thing in japanese so if you'd rather for some mm. reason, listen to him say all this in Japanese. There's also a, a Japanese version. We'll we will have the link to that if you don't have it uh, in the show notes. Well, I guess there was a lot to say about the song after all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not so, it's not so much about the content. Uh, yeah, or the the music, but um, there's news about it at least. Sure, yeah. but I do like it. It's so, good. It's a baby metal song. I agree. It's, it's fun. Live. It'll the come choreography's back cute. Yeah. I'll grow I just to don't, like it again. I just don't. I just don't like the English version. Yeah, like the yeah. lyrics are dumb, for all the reasons you just laid out. <laughs> exactly, but but they were intended to be that way, right? So, um, and I guess basically, what else, the other note I had here is that it ends on a pretty major sequence. So, um, which I, I I meant that in terms of like key, you know, like it's very it's very sort of like happy sounding at the mm. end. Okay. But, so shanty 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 sure i think this is my least favorite song on the entire album uh-huh. this was this is my instant skip really yeah it just doesn't resonate with me like it doesn't sound right like i'm not hating on the style of the like, the indian the sitar like i don't even know i love sue's vocals in it they sound incredible and i'll listen to it just for that but like whenever i'm listening to the entire album top to bottom i'm like oh i've already heard this song if that makes any kind of sense. Sure. But like, uh, 
I just, it doesn't match my like, opinion, but it makes sense. Yeah, I, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Like, this is by far like there's something about it. Just my brain just turns off. I refuse to enjoy it for some reason. What did you think of when you saw it live? I liked it live. The visuals are great, and I, I don't think I there's a single Baby Metal song I didn't like live. But like, I just don't know how to explain it. It's just my brain just turns off. <laughs> Interesting. And whenever I saw it live, I was obviously into it. I was I was loving it. I was having a great time. But like whenever I'm sitting here listening listening to it, it's just not. It doesn't get into my soul. You feel? Huh. It doesn't like all the other songs I want to headbang to and move around to, like especially with the next one, Oh Denai, you headbang but shanty, 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 what am I supposed to do? It's just like a, it's like a stand there and watch song. You're supposed like, to rock your head yeah. side well, to yeah, side na- and chatter your teeth. That's funny, yeah. I, I definitely um uh so we got this first at Yokohama, um, and I listened to this a lot, uh, before we actually had a studio version of it. So I mean I guess I, I guess I sort of feel a little bit like I can kind of identify with that with not listening to it too hard now because I feel like I I did listen to it so much that you know I'd rather move on to the new things that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah I I so for me I always thought that this was uh this was super catchy uh and it's it is you know it's it's got a, a very sort of like dance like thump behind it that that keeps going through the whole thing you know it's very it's it's very like dancey i thought <laughs> apparently it doesn't uh, mm-hmm. not a universal thought but um but yeah i mean i guess here too i sort of felt like you know this is there's a there's a kind of a style that they have taken and then baby metalized a bit you know so it's it sounds like actual indian music for a little bit except that we get the thump and we get the guitars and you know the the sort of in and out um and of course you know sue's vocal work is uh amazing <laughs> so yeah if you had to build a resume for her vocally i this is one of the top ones oh, yeah. her range in this song is unbelievable Incredible. yeah yeah i so again first time i saw this and heard this was yokohama not a lot of things have blown my mind that i've seen if anything anywhere anytime this kind of blew my mind a little bit because nobody expected it. And just surprise, we're going to India. <laughs> Have a sitar solo. I do believe this was the first <laughs> song I really I think made everybody think like, oh, wow, they're going full variety mode on this album. And I, I, I do like the variety. I, I think it is a nice switch up in the classic electronic music that we get a lot of. But I just don't. Yeah. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> like, I, I listened to it today, in fact, twice. But like. Whenever I'm For driving me, to work, fun. yeah, I, I agree there. But like when I'm driving to work, any other song off a new album would suffice better. Hmm. I will say, I you know when we went through the previews, one of the things I didn't like about the previews, and I hope was changing, was that of the places they chose to go, they picked like the most stereotypical sound they could, mm-hmm. and Shanti 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 is no exception. Like, you know exactly where they're trying to go with this song from the very beginning, the first two measures. <laughs> mm-hmm. But of the ones that I think do that, this one bothers me the least. I don't know why. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Maybe because it's just so much fun live and I haven't seen the other ones live yet. Um, but for whatever reason, my brain has decided that that's OK for this song. <laughs> And maybe it's just because I don't know of any other Indian sounding 
that part of the world sounding music. So, so I just yeah. accept it as this is what it is. What else are they going to do? I don't know. Uh, it's it's fun for me. Um, like I said, I, I appreciate all the experimentation on this album. It's definitely got some baby metal sound to it. Um, but it's a very clear departure from what we're used to on Metal Resistance and the uh, self-titled first album. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I had I, I didn't I didn't expect that we would have a, a, such a divergence of views. So that's that's interesting and cool. Um. <laughs> yeah, and it is actually one of my favorite sets of choreography of all the new stuff. It's so much fun to watch, I'll and, it's there. Pre- and it's pretty. And it's pretty clear that they're having a blast performing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I think we can probably move on to the next one. Um, this is of interest. The uh, next song is "Omajinai" featuring Joachim Broden. I've got mixed feelings about this one. <laughs> Yeah, so this is music and <laughs> lyrics by Ryu Metal, um, arranged by Tatsuo Metal. Uh, and I think later on, you know, at the end, we'll talk a little bit about the people that are involved in this and what other things they were involved in, because I think um, that's also somewhat interesting. But so I have, I mean, I have, everybody has, I think, strong thoughts about this in one <laughs> direction or another. Um, it's, uh, I, I guess I'll I'll go ahead and start to say what I was going to say, which is that um, I th- I like this because it is so ridiculous. Um, it is, it's them kind of just goofing around. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so I, I kind of like that in that, you know, it, it kind of, it kind of lightens the, the whole mood of everything because you just can't, you can't take it seriously and you can see that they're not taking it seriously. But, uh, I don't know. What do you think? See, I, I was taking it seriously. Huh? Um, oh. I, I feel like the entire song is just one big guitar riff. And like now that you now that you kind of explain it as all they're just goofing off having fun, I think of the times back when I was in a band and I played the same riff for five minutes straight and we had uh, the most fun in the world doing that. But they also like the entire song is nine in the nine 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 that or oh my <laughs> yeah. like there's a couple of verses in there don't get me wrong but like this is definitely another one of those songs you listen to too many times and get stale pretty quickly but I think I've kind of dodged that for the most part. Yeah, see, I kind of agree with you there. And to, go back to my previous, <laughs> and to go back to my previous point about stereotypical sound, this is one of the ones that bothers me oh, yeah. on this album. Um, Viking like really, metal, let's do it. Yeah, it's like you really, you really couldn't come up with something better. Yeah, this one's really bizarre for me. When I first heard it, I did not know what I was listening to. I still kind of don't, uh-huh. I don't think. <laughs> See, I feel like if they were going to go Viking metal, I feel like in my personal opinion, like more of an Amon Amarth kind of sound would have been more interesting. I, I, I understand you guys might not like the whole screamy, screamy stuff, but yeah, I, I, have no, I, I don't know what this sounds like. So I can't, really oh, it's like, it, but. it's, it's kind of stuff you guys have previously described not liking. So, okay. No. But it's, okay. you think Viking metal, that's what I think. So you're saying this is Viking metal, but it's no, not, not good Viking metal. I say but, it's like, I, it's like influenced poorly. Irish jig. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess metal. I mean, because you know the the uh, um, the sort of theme of it is not not ship like at all. You know, it's like no. you know fantasy in the forest or whatever, right? Um, so it does have a it has sort of like a a drunken pub kind of sound to it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, and and uh, Joachim's, you know contribution is also ridiculous yeah it's a lot of depth to the whole thing it's Um, ridiculous and i part of me wonders if 
it's not kind of a waste of a collaboration with somebody like that. Uh, I, I, I still find it. I mean, so I guess I found that um, my, my opinion of it kind of dipped and then came back up. Um, so I still like to hear it. Uh, it doesn't make me want to skip it. It is the same thing over and over again. Um, oh, and actually one thing that is interesting about this, I thought was that uh, this was this and maybe a brand new day a little bit, but this one was kind of a surprise based on what we knew in advance. Cause, cause we, um, mm-hmm. uh, I think we thought that the slower part of the song was more central to it. And it turns out that that's yeah. just like a little bridge. That's, yeah. What'd you guys, I called it the goblin voice, but what'd you guys call Joe Kim's, um, little Yoakum. Yoakum. I can't speak English today. It's okay. It's Swedish. It's okay. It's not actually English. (laughs) Oh, look at that. (laughs) He does that funny, funny voice a little way into the song. What do you guys call that voice? I've been calling it the goblin voice. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he calls it, but I know it's him. I've seen a video of him doing it. Oh, Oh, Uh, I didn't know that was him. I think so. Yeah. It's a, that's Yokim or however you said it. Yeah. So I've, I've seen a video which suggests, uh, that he, could be doing it because it has it sort of juxtaposes a video of him at like a birthday party or something like that yeah hailing helium and then talking that's the one i saw too so it sounds just like it so i assume it's the same one huh um i think it's not i think it's not guaranteed to be him but uh it seems more likely to be him than it sounds like Moa. really similar yes it's more likely yeah. to be him than Moa for sure i don't know i don't know maybe i just like everything <laughs> but that's, that's okay yeah, for me, this is one of those songs where if I want to show somebody baby metal, I might be, hey, this is really ridiculous. Check this out. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not something I'm going to listen to on a regular basis. And I really haven't been. And it, it, I don't know. It feels really low effort to me, kind of like future metal in a way. Uh-huh. Um, it might be fun live just because it's so ridiculous. You know, if they ever perform it and if they ever perform it with Yoakum, that will obviously be hilarious and awesome. Um, so that might change my opinion of it, but until then it's just not, yeah, it just doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. I think the, in the notes I took, I, I wrote, uh, it is a single idea repeated just almost too long, but not quite. That's that's pretty accurate. That's really accurate and kind of sums out how I feel about it. Um, I do really like that bridge where it gets super heavy though. That's fun. If there was more substance around it, I think I would like the song more. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I could imagine I could imagine a better version of this, but at the same time, I think you know it is it is sort of like a comic relief <laughs> in the album too. Yeah, not really a fan of the ending either. Where it the, just goes the... like acapella or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sort of. It sounds like it does sound like they're simulating not having any idea what they're doing. Like, are we done? Oh, we're not. No, I guess we're okay. We'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I, I wonder if that'll be, if we'll see that live. I, I wonder if we need Yoakum to be there for it to be live. Uh, That's an interesting point. It would sound totally different. Well, yeah, if they, if they, or they could do it on playback, well, like with yeah, a three, but then but that would be just the, weird. Can't. That's the entire song. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Papaya doesn't sound all that different without "If You're Alive." <laughs> so I imagine this would be about the same. Oh, well, would it be Sue singing along with the backing track? Because that would be that could lead to a whole other oh, yeah. world of problems. Almost certainly, almost certainly, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see him live. 
but like I'm open to seeing any new song live. Right. Yeah. Hey, maybe they'll have uh, all of the collaborators at Legend of Metal Galaxy in January. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, I wonder if they ever will do that. I mean, like it seemed like if they were ever going to do that, it would have been the forum. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Well, they hardly played this album at the forum. I know. Yeah. Well, I guess that's not really true. They played most of this they album the at the forum, but everything and we already knew. Yeah. New songs live. Yeah. Yeah. No, only one. Dada Dance. Dada Dance, Dance oh, was well, the Arcadia only premiere. Arcadia and, Sh- and Shine. I forgot those two were performing. Yeah, earlier. the terrible version of Shine, Arcadia. <laughs> uh, and future metal okay we'd all seen uh, before uh, unnecessary shade thrown aside <laughs> <laughs> okay all right i think we can probably move on to uh, the other one day. which i think there's a lot of stuff to talk about oh so, yeah. my gosh yes so brand new day featuring tim henson and scott lepage of polyphia the lyrics were by i don't know how to pronounce it mk metal uh music and arrangement by meg metal um and so I guess we can, well, we can just sort of start talking about that. So Garrett, you knew Polyphia uh, before. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I I was, this is, I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but I was kind of expecting more. And if you listen to any Polyphia before you mm. heard this song, you understand what I mean. I understand the limitations of um, rotating commie band and they got to be able to play this stuff live. And the guys from Polyphia are a little bit, they're technical boys. And they kind of go hard when it comes to fast moving fingers. So, like, it'd be hard for them to expect to write something insane that they would expect Kami Band to be able to regularly play. Mm. So, like, I feel like they did the best they could making it fit in and sound great. And especially, like, their actual part. Because you can tell Polyphia had a huge influence on the overall song. Not only that little guitar solo towards the end. Cause I, yeah, I mean, that's that's part of what I was thinking when you were saying that, is that, like, I, I wonder how the, the division of labor was, because... It does. It does feel like they, they can they participated a lot more in the in the overall construction of the song than mm-hmm. other cl- collaborators contributed. Mm-hmm. Like Baby Metal um, took strip took over yeah. their style. Like not like lyrically, of course, because Polyphia doesn't do that. But like the guitar sound and the, the flow of the music altogether sounds like a Polyphia song. If you scrap away the lyrics and the words and then add a little more fancy guitar stuff, it turns into a Polyphia song. Interesting. Hmm. I like this song a lot. I don't know what that yeah. says about maybe I'm a Polyphia fan and didn't know it. Um, I think I think Sue adds a lot of dimension to it. She does. Um, so yeah, so like I said, I like this song a lot. the The guitar and the musicality behind it is really cool. It's really yeah. layered well, and there's a lot of cool detail to listen to and pick through as you're listening to the song. Yeah, if, um, if you have a nice pair of headphones, you're going to want to turn those up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful I didn't cheap out on a good pair of headphones because it sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sue's vocals are great. Um, I could see this one being just a cool jam live. My, I guess yeah. my one criticism of it is it doesn't sound at all like a baby metal song to me. It sounds I, really I, pretty generic as far as like a prog rock song would go i like, think baby metal they're even quoted like i just saw it on the show notes um um brandy day question 42 in which metal, in which song do you discover the new baby metal suit metal brand new day up until now we had a lot of positive songs but it's cool how this one kind of is holding back but for the first time i heard it i was like i was surprised mm-hmm. and asked myself is this metal yeah and that is a touchy question i would argue no but uh, in the same respect i wouldn't I wouldn't classify Dada Dance as metal either, but 
Yeah, I mean, I think you know, it's um, maybe that's not super important, but uh, but it's still heavy. They're all heavy. Yeah, I mean, they, for sure. You know, so um, and they sort of fade in and out of of their heaviness, even this one. Yeah, and I guess that's the theme of the album, right? I mean, they're clearly departing from what they've done in the past. So I guess for me to say mm-hmm. that it's not baby metal isn't really fair because it's pretty clear they're experimenting and trying new things and reimagining what it means to be baby metal and what the sound is and what the genre is. So I don't say that as a bad thing. I just think it's interesting to talk about. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this, this is one that my opinion has, has, you know, taken a bit of a roller coaster on as well. At first I did really think it sounded, it sounded like a pop song. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the more I listen to it, the more I think that it actually really is, it is really, it's sort of like, They've they've taken a very complex thing, and you know I think you know both Polyphia esque and Baby Metal esque thing, and they've they've kind of pushed it into a pop song shape, but it is still it's still actually very complex um, and sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff at the beginning, uh, particularly like it, it really feels like Polyphia. They're doing they're doing all of this like this weird like scampering around on the harmonics and this there's a there's a thing that they they do with the volume you know they're actually like playing the volume knob which is yeah. something that it, you know, it takes that's I, a whole another layer of guitar skill to do that yeah and that's i mean you know so that's um you know there's there's this like hidden depth to this and then and then it sort of switches into something that really does sound like you know the light rock station yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yep i do know but um, that's what I think makes the, that makes the song really interesting to me. Yeah. Oh, there was something. That was a complaint I have about Brand New Day. The snaps, mm-hmm. I can't stand them. Oh, yeah, really? See, that's the thing. I, I mean, re- <laughs> replace them with anything besides a snap. A cowbell, a loud snare, or a crashing <laughs> cymbal. Like anything besides a snap. Like I think would just fill so much more than that. That's what I think. That's what's only giving it that poppy vibe to me. I feel like but, if they did away with that, it would be it take it up to the next level. I mean, I think, I mean, and I sort of saw that and the other, the other sort of like, you know, sort of like stereotypical pop things as, as being, they're able to take the pieces of pop songs and kind of like pull it apart and put it back together in an interesting Mm -hmm. way. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I think, I think there is actually something cool about the fact that they have, you know, that they did the woo and and Dada dance and they've got the snaps and this and the, and the, you know, the, I think, you know, I think there is something uh, interestingly intentional about that. You know that they really are taking things that are that are from pop songs that you might not respect very much. Yeah, <laughs> wedging it into this. It's like what are they? It's like deconstructing and cooking. Yeah, right. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, this is a really interesting song for me. It's one of the ones on the album I don't know that they'll ever do live. Like it'll go into the black hole. Yeah, I was like a lot of metal resistance did. I have very mixed mixed feelings about that statement, Kevin, but I hope to disagree. Yeah, no, it'd be like super you hope cool. To see it live, yeah. But I, think I, I want because... it live really bad. I like. I think uh, yeah, there's so ahead. much I want to. There's so much I want to say about this, but like, I feel like it wouldn't be doing them justice if they didn't have Tim and Scott there playing it. Exactly. Mm, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I was thinking as well. That's like in my head. That's like one of the biggest things that would prevent this from being ever played live. I feel like the comedy band are definitely capable of learning it and playing it, probably within a million times faster than I ever could. But there's too much cool stuff going on. <laughs> well, and not even just being cool, but I mean, like it's. It, uh, I guess what I was thinking about it was that it is. Polyphia has 
has constructed a style for themselves and this mm-hmm. is very much in their style and yeah. it's a little weird to have someone just cover it like that well i'd almost want to make the same argument about dragon force and like road of resistance but that's totally different still yeah it could be although i i i, I feel like polyphia is more unique than dragon yeah. force <laughs> that, was, that was my next statement also for sure there's plenty of speed metal bands out there there's only one polyphia yeah, for me, this falls into like the Tales of Destiny's realm for Metal Resistance. Like, they might do it once at a special yeah. show like Tokyo Dome, and mm-hmm. you know maybe they will have Tim and Scott there performing live with them. I just that's I just don't that's, think we'll see it. In, that's out the vibe of... I get from the um, the exclusives. Mm. I feel like if those are ever going to get played, it's going to be special. Yeah, I was hoping this would be one that's played maybe a little bit more often, but I doubt it. They have t- too many other catchy songs that'll take better live to live crowds yeah definitely an interesting song yeah speaking of interesting songs oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i was just gonna say or or speaking of exclusives or yeah, like yeah um, should we move on <laughs> oh man up up down down left right left right baba start oh wait that's not it <laughs> well there's no yeah right so um the next the next song in our list is one that only appears on the Japanese uh editions. Uh so it is it's you know written in symbols but it's up down left right BBAB. Um music and lyrics by Ryu Metal, uh arranged by Yupa Metal. Um and okay, so what do we think? Um game over or continue. Continue yep. please. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's I don't know what else to say about it. It's, I feel like it's if it were to compare to any other song on this album, it would be Da Da Dance, but even then, they're not really comparable. It, mm. It's like... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it sounds like like another song on here, but... Um, it, it, well, it starts off the kind of slower, but like once the guitars and drum pick up, picks up, it's one to headbang to, for sure. Mm. Like, though the electronic effects never go away, the guitar and drums blend into them and sound amazing, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need the song live. It's This is like... I'm going to go over my full top five eventually throughout the course of this two episode podcast, but I'm going to say this one's top three easily. (laughs) This song deserves to be played live. It deserves more intention. And I, this is the one song that I wish they would have dropped in the name of for. Uh, I could get behind that. I, um, for a while I thought I liked this. So, you know, this is right before night, night burn. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but, um, for a while I was definitely thinking I liked this one better, you know, like, I, uh, between those two, I wanted to listen to the BBAB song more. Um, I'm not sure that I, I'm not sure that I don't know if it's persisted. Like I sort of feel like I may have gotten to uh, satiation level with this song, but um, but I like it. Uh, I'm, get, I'm the, getting there. <laughs> the drops into the heavy parts are pretty satisfying, is what I wrote in the show notes. <laughs> you know, like yeah. when, it, when it gets heavy, it's really it's sort of like yeah, all right. <laughs> And it is, it does have that same kind of like, you know, baby metal alternation between like the bubbly, you know, computer game stuff. And then that like, you know, hard guitar stuff. And so. Is this song a Sue solo? There's so many, this has got so many vocal effects on it. Um, but probably, (laughs) I don't know. Statistically. Well, I mean, if you want to go that way, technically all songs are Sue solos, right? Because there's no black baby metal anymore. But I I mean, there's no, there's no Moa solos from, from a live perspective, is this performed solo? You think, if it were to be performed, I don't think it would be. My first, my gut says no, it wouldn't be, but my heart says we need one still. I've lost track of what we're saying. So your your gut saying it is a solo? 
my 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 gut's saying that this isn't going to be performed solo, but my heart oh, wants it to be. Hmm. Yeah, my gut says this would be a solo. I don't know why. Yeah, I have, I have no argument from my side either. It's just what um, maybe because it's you know it's kind of down tempo. It feels like a power ballad. Okay, I'm on that side. You know, I, I think, it. and I yeah. think maybe that's why I'm. I think of it as a, a Sue solo, like we're used to seeing from the last two albums. I guess it doesn't have any obvious. I'm trying to remember now. I, I don't think it has any sort of obvious like backup vocals to it. Yeah, that's you what know, I don't. One line too. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm coming from too. I'm listening to it in the background of my headset too, and okay. I, I I don't and I don't I don't hear anybody else on it. That's not, I mean that's something that we haven't um actually talked much about, but uh, there are places uh, there are places at least uh, where it seems like you can hear Moa in mm-hmm. some of the other songs. Yes, um, but I don't hear her at all in this one, even through all the yeah. processing. What's frustrating about this song is that it's a Japanese exclusive and that we're never going to see it in the United States live. Yeah. And never say never, they played Syncopation in the UK. Okay, yeah, that's right, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, If we're going to see a side, my, it's going to be at the 10-10-20 show. Could be. I, I doubt they're going to play it anytime before then. Yeah. It's hard to say. I'm I'm hesitant to even speculate on what they would do at a show like that after assuming they would play more of stuff we hadn't heard yeah. at the forum and they didn't nothing's off the table now yeah they s- imagine they save they save like night night burn for like they never play that one live yeah you, know? you never know yeah, it's it's strange oh i'd be so mad there's um there was a uh sort of skipping both back and ahead uh one of the questions from the the um pmc 100 question things was um what dance was the hardest to memorize from metal galaxy um and Mm. moa metal answered this in a way that sort of dodged the question sort of but um (laughs) uh saying that she's kind of guessing that brand new day and bmc or bxmxc yeah uh, would be like they can't figure out how to choreograph them right (laughs) and and, um yeah so no i don't actually know why i even brought that up but um well, because we I, I was talking because, about is this a solo or not? Yeah, if it would be live. Yeah. See, so yeah, of all the, so- I, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat myself when we get further down the list. Yeah. Uh, and perhaps we should keep going down the list because I'm seeing the clock ticks away. Yeah. With <laughs> nine, no mercy. <laughs> night, night, burn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had this discussion with my, um, with one of my roommates not too long ago, whether or not the intro was, um. That, like the first few seconds of the song was deceptive of the rest of the song or not. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard disagree to that. Like if you listen to it top to bottom and completely remove like all the acoustic guitar in your head and all the bongos, it's a metal song. Like it goes hard. Yeah. It just needs, I feel like they chopped the song in a half of what it could have been by adding that stuff. Like I feel like this is one of the songs where less is more. I feel like they have the rhythm and they have everything they need to make this mm-hmm. a metal. I got like this is this would be my number one if it wasn't for all the extra stuff like sprinkled on top of it. And that's what it feels like to me. I don't feel like the bongos or the acoustic guitars in between were planned from the beginning. I feel like those were added on. Yeah. Like, well, it, after even after Metal Resistance, they said the song was before from the Megatsune area era. Uh-huh. I yeah, feel like I think, maybe even back then it wouldn't have had all that stuff. And I think that's an interesting take because, and and I'm I'm inclined to agree with you because. Well, just because of what we know, we have no indication that they would do something like this. And it's almost like they added stuff like that 
to match the theme of experimenting and being really international mm-hmm. with the sound of this album, right? And like, I was trying to figure out what kind of like what area would this song be from if Shanty's from India, South from, like, America, South America. So what's really like, funny? We had a lot of time in the car on this tour, <laughs> so we got to talk <laughs> about this stuff a lot. And one of one of us brought up something that now it's all I hear when I hear this song. If you sample the like the acoustic guitar parts and the bongos and stuff like that sample just in the trumpet sample just that and then go Uh, listen to a ricky martin song i don't know who ricky martin is oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) isn't isn't this uh you know the uh what you get when you are rickrolled well no (laughs) that that's not ricky martin isn't it who's rick Rick astley okay we're never gonna give you up (laughs) If if, um, if if they drop a Rick Roll in one of their songs, I'm done being a metal fan. So Ricky Martin was an extremely popular Latin pop rock. Okay, so that's why music Latin. artist in kind of the late '90s, early 2000s, in the '90s. Okay, that explains like the, Just, the um, guitar, the Latin guitars. And yeah. Whatnot. Okay. So do you. do this. Go to YouTube. Doing it. Put in Ricky Martin. Play the first song, the most popular song you can, and just skip around it. And you'll hear it, and you'll hear it, and now it's all I hear when I hear this song, and it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. So sorry well, if I ruin this for anybody else, but I guess that comes back to your point to go full circle on this one, Garrett. I think you're right. Okay, I is think it Ricky ruin, Martin, yeah. Ricky Martin from 2016. Well, no, go go back in time, go back in time. Okay, well, I guess time. 216 probably doesn't matter. It live probably in, all live sounds the same. Loca. Oh okay. yeah, that's a great that, one. That's, that sounds that's a banger. Familiar. That's a that's a banger. You've heard that one, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that that is a well known song, but. Yeah, very well known. Anyways. Okay, yeah, you grab you suck. See, Thanks okay. for telling me that. <laughs> the existence I still think you that suck. the existence of, of other um yes, right, exactly. This was this was prominent during the World Cup. <laughs> but um uh I mean I guess the existence of other songs doesn't need to ruin these, right? I mean right. No, I mean it doesn't no, ruin this. It doesn't ruin but it it's all I hear it's all I hear and it's it makes me laugh. And to go back to your point, and I hadn't thought about this or considered this, is I wonder if they did add that stuff you know, this year or whenever they were putting this yeah. album together and it wasn't present when they were writing this originally, you know, around the first album. When you're done with this podcast, I encourage everybody listening to listen to Night Nightburn and then just drown out all the stuff that you think would be extra. And it turns into a really good metal song. Interesting. See, yeah. Okay. Right now it's right. a really good baby metal song. Don't, don't misquote me there. But <laughs> See, I really like this. <laughs> so, um, I mean, like, I guess, um, I think it actually really does do the, um, fusion stuff relatively well like it starts off it starts off super heavy but then then sort of like breaks you know and it doesn't mm-hmm. it, it does have a uh, a little bit of a you know a comical vibe to it but i mean i i, I really find that it works for me i mean well i think it know, works so too. Not, like, i don't thinking... hate it I, I like the song as it is in fact this is probably i think my number one or number two but i feel like they dropped a lot of potential for fans like me who are definitely more from the metal scene yeah, but in favor of Caribbean music or whatever genre this they're trying to be, South American. But there's no song in this album that's that's like what you're talking about, except maybe in the name of right. <laughs> I, that's arguable. I will argue that, but <laughs> no, there's really what not. I'm saying is like the, like the, the, the first five know, seconds of Night Night Burn is what I'm looking for. The hmm. first five seconds of Night Night Burn is what I'm looking for, and I got that for five seconds, and then they yeah. kind of just like sprinkled stuff that distractions. They sprinkled distractions for me, but. But see, I guess I guess what I'm saying though is that um, th- that's not baby metal though. 
Right? Yeah, you're, yeah, I agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Um, you know, thinking about this song and talking about this makes me want to revisit Shanti, 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 because I said I'm not sure why I think it works here, the Indian sound, uh-huh. and why it doesn't work anywhere else when they incorporate kind of that generic sound. And I think I have a thought on that from talking sure. about Night Night Burn. Shanti, 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 the the sitar and that sound is actually incorporated into the melody, into the into the whole song. Night Night Burn, it's just kind of dropped in. And then it goes back to doing whatever else it was doing. Uh-huh. It feels like an afterthought in Night Night Burn. Yeah. It, like they're doing it for the sake of being different and not for the sake of being artistically expressive. That opens up a new appreciation for Shanty 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 to me because I never really thought of it that way. That that genre is definitely blended into that song a lot, but it's mm-hmm. not really into... Okay. Yeah, it just kind of happens in Night Night Burn and then we go back to the chorus and it's gone. Whereas in Shanti Shanti Shanti, it's just there the whole time. Yeah, that's, you, that's you the can, whole song. You can tell it was written for that style. Mm-hmm. I don't get the same sense with Night Night Burn and it bothers me. So I guess um, the other thing about having Night Night Burn be so old to the extent that any of this is, you know, has actually survived from that time is that it does more of this alternation. Like it's rather than fusing, it's alternating in a, in a yes. way that like the early stuff did. So, I mean, so that could uh, in fact be um, because it's early, <laughs> right? Yeah. Maybe you could be right in that sense. And all this being said, is I, I still think it's probably my favorite song. One of them. One of four. <laughs> yeah. I do I do like the song. I do listen to it. I don't skip it. But the the freaking acoustic guitar and all that, the Ricky Martin part just <laughs> it hurts. Makes, it, it, just hurts. it hurts. It hurts. Like I That's you could have done better. You could have done better. So I think I mentioned this when we were talking about the previous one, but like this I I paired this in my mind with um up down up down left right bbab because they were next to each other mm-hmm. and so for a while i was really sort of tilted toward the other song um but uh and i and i didn't think i liked night night burn uh but then suddenly it turned out that i did <laughs> um, there's one thing that that i uh that i just like there's a few things that i you know noticed i guess maybe we'll think about this in kagura as well later but um there's there's a there's one place in Night Night Burn where, like, I cannot avoid moving my head. <laughs> mm. Is it when the first the, five seconds? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's, it's like it's like in the middle when all the music drops out and they say Choto. <laughs> um, oh, sure. Okay, yeah. It's 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 like it's involuntary. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. That's what um, I love about a lot of Baby Metal's music is like you start moving your head before you even really acknowledge you're moving your head. <laughs> I think that's part yeah. of just like me being a metalhead too. I guess it's, it's yeah. permanently ingrained that <laughs> good music equivalence equ- equals neck movement. Yeah, like pity the fool who tries to headbutt me. I'm gonna, I'll come at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I think I'm not gonna let you guys convince me that I don't like the song. <laughs> like, I'm not trying I'm to. Like no, 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 no. Now rewind. Do we love the song. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Uh, there, I wonder Let's if all go to the lobby. Yeah. Um, Get yourself a snack. Right. I think it may be about time to. So we just we just completed disc one of the two disc Metal Galaxy, and so I think we will now um, stop, and we will uh, continue this with the next disc next episode, and so 
That's it for this episode. You can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it, so please do that. We'll be back here in about... Well, we're going to be back here almost immediately, and at some point you will uh, get the next episode in the feed. (laughs) We hope you'll join us uh, next time, and until then, see you.